Welcome to the Cashflow Legends Podcast with your hosts, Nate, Brandon, and Brock. Remember, our insights are not direct financial advice, so consult with your financial team before making any decisions based on the topics discussed in this show. Welcome to Cashflow Legends. We are excited to be here, and I'm really looking forward to today's topic with Nate and Brock because every single thing that we do daily related to keeping more of what you earn so you can earn more of what you keep really ties into this topic, which is discovering your purpose. And I want you to hear this part, finding your path to fulfillment. Okay. Now I'm personally not talking about fulfillment where you always get you what you want and life's happy and you sing Kumbaya and hold hands and you're never upset or you're never disappointed. Fulfillment is something far beyond just getting what you want all the time. So I'm really excited to be here today to chat about this with Nate and Brock. So Nate, tell us just to kind of set the tone and then we'll we'll bring it over to Brock. What does purpose mean to you? What has it meant to you? How has it maybe changed? How does it really intertwine with what you do daily and what we do daily? And touch on that a little bit. Well, you know, somewhere between birth and death, we discover our purpose. Uh, it's different. It's different for everybody. Uh, the beauty of life is pressing into our purpose. You know, we we have the ability to make each breath meaningful and make each step very intentional. So your ultimate purpose, once you discover it, is to share your purpose. Mm. Um, now, uh, for us or for, for me personally, I spent a lot of years trying to figure out what that was and 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 it's still evolving you know there's still more and more clarity that is coming from that but once you are able to sort of just get a piece of it sort of uh, you know a glint uh, of what that looks like then you start moving that direction um and it really starts to create that clarity and and helps you understand like where you you know what direction you need to be moving in you know one of the things that i've said for a very long time ultimately like my purpose is to know god and make him known and everything else is second from that um so so everything outside of knowing god and making him known is really a secondary purpose for me and it's and it's just helping me understand how i need to operate in this life um how I need to love my family, how I need to support my family, how I need to love my friends and support my friends, things like that. It, you know, it's life is about relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but like once you get a taste, it's kind of like freedom. Like once you get a taste of freedom, you want a little bit more. You just want another mm -hmm. bite. You know, once you get a taste of your purpose, you know, you, you start biting down bigger and bigger. You mm -hmm. want more and more of that because there is so much freedom in discovering what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we see that, we also get to see how it's impacting the other people around us. When we're operating mm -hmm. in our purpose, that makes other people around us better. And in our business and what we do and connecting with people and everything like that, the biggest reason why we want to connect with more people is because every new connection is just an expansion of our purpose. Mm -hmm. 
That's good, Nate. So, Brock, what what does the what does the word purpose mean to you? Maybe what did it mean? What does it mean now? A uh, little insight to how your brain processes that in your own life, and maybe as you spend time with others daily. Yeah. So this is always a I wouldn't say it's a difficult question um, for me, but more of like a um, you could probably say hard or Mm -hmm. mentally challenge challenging question because when you're young in your 20s especially you know you graduate college or high school and and you have some friends that are just so amazing and they're doing all these crazy things could be playing professional sports owning a really large business whatever it may be and then you have the people who you know are getting married and having kids and doing all that and then there's the people who you know might just be trying to figure out what they're doing with their life. And it's it's kind of this funny area because one week you may think that you know your purpose and the next week you might have something new. Um, and I think that when I think of, you know, my life's purpose for myself is to be the greatest steward that I can be of the things that I've been given um, by God. And that's like first and foremost. And then everything else is secondary to that as well, because, you know, I believe that purposes change throughout life. Like right now, Mm -hmm. I do not have a wife or kids. You guys do. You guys are much more involved in wanting to do the things that you do for your kids, where majority of what I do right now is to make an impact on my community around me, but also to probably play a little bit more golf than than usual, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so... I think that a lot of times we need to figure out how do we how do we know the life that we want to have, write it out, journal about it, think about it, put it out there, and then how do we build a life that we live into this future where we're fulfilled in each day that we're living in, in everything that we do. Okay. I really like all of that, guys. So, Brock, you touched on something there at the very end about reflecting. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm fascinated by this. Uh, I think I talked to both of you guys about it. But the greatest ideas, I'm going to ask this question. When we have great creative ideas that we get really excited about, that often intertwines with our purpose if we know what it is in the season of life or it helps us get clarity on what it will be. Where do your greatest ideas occur? What are you doing typically? I would say for me, not working. Um, I'm usually out doing something else or I'm reading or I'm trying to fall asleep, um, shower, walking, you name it. It's, it's typically never in the actual action of doing what I'm supposed to or might be doing. Nate, would that be the same for you? Yeah, pretty much. Um, when I'm not thinking of like when you're trying to come up with an idea is usually when it's the hardest time uh-huh. for, for ideas to come. But yeah, it's when you're, when you're just doing random stuff, sometimes an idea will just pop in your head. I think because um, I'm a little bit weird in most of the time when I'm driving, um, I'm not listening to anything. Uh, I, uh, there's, there's moments like 
when I am feeling like listening to something, but most of the time when I'm driving, I'm not listening to anything. I'm just thinking. Uh, sometimes I'm praying, things like that. And so most of my ideas, a lot of times, just come when I'm driving down the road because that is the that is the time where I'm not consuming noise, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm able to to get some clarity. Um, yeah, so driving I think is really helpful for me. So I was, I'm thinking about how I was blowing y'all's phones up on a couple of days ago and what I was doing while I was traveling. And I was getting on a plane to go from Dallas to here, where I'm in Arizona right now. And I'm in Arizona because at 42 years old, one of the things that is a joy for me is I get to play men's baseball, play all around the place. It's one of the things that I love doing. And when I was a middle school principal, I still love doing those things, but the ability to do them without a ton of extra stress was not easy because I was trying to leave real fast, get back real fast. And there was always something that had to be done on both sides. And I would say this for Nate and I's business and what we do daily, there's still things to be done, but I am now in control of it. So I'm traveling in my mind. I'm reading this book called Willing to Fail and my mind's just racing in conjunction with a book I've read called 10X is Easier Than 2X. And I'm just blowing Brock and Nate's phone up with these ideas and these thought processes, but I'm not working. And I'm literally operating off four hours of sleep because I went to bed at about midnight. I got up at four to get to the flight. But the point I'm trying to make here is, and I came on this podcast on purpose with my baseball uniform on because we have a game next. And I am very comfortable and at peace to say that having the ability to do something you enjoy that fills your cup allows you to be creative and allows you to stay in your purpose or find your purpose. So this is my reverse engineering of that. If we're not getting to do things that fill our cup, it might be a good indicator that we're not headed towards our purpose or living in our purpose yet. Okay. Now I'm not talking about moving out to Arizona and I'm going to live here the rest of my life and not ever see my family again and play baseball year round. I'm just talking about little blips, but Nate would tell you this, Nate, this is about the only thing that I do by myself sometimes. And my family comes often that just fills my cup. And normally when I'm out here, I'm blowing them up, Nate or whoever I'm talking to with ideas because I'm getting up and having coffee. I'm getting up and really getting in the word. I'm getting up and allowing my creative juices to flow. I'm standing out in the outfield and I'm like thinking about how grateful I am to be here. And I've got business ideas going on. I don't, I think we need to really lean into that and talk about some actual things that we get to see every day when people's eyes light up. So y'all give some stories for yourself and maybe segue that into what you get to do daily with other people and getting to see their purpose kind of light up in their eyes. So one thing that immediately comes to mind when you were saying that is in the, I'll call it the secular world, um, the secular world of business, the hustle culture, uh, if you will, they get money and purpose confused. And when you chase money, it will run faster. (laughs) When you chase purpose, you will run faster. Mm. And, you know, that is, I think that's one of the things that we get so excited about with what we do is 
we don't like there are no conversations that come up about how much we're going to make from working with one person, you know, this time or that time or whatever, like, like those conversations don't come up. What comes up are the stories that come out of those meetings. Of, this is what they want to create. This is what the, this is, this is what they feel their purpose is. And we have just this unique opportunity to come alongside them, lock arms with them and help them get to those places that they want to go. And I think that's really powerful. And that's a common denominator with the people that we get to connect with is they're not chasing money. They're chasing purpose more than anything else. And money is just a tool. And we understand that that tool allows us to do various things. Um, but when we have a vision or an idea of how we want our family to look or how we want to operate in life, you know, what work we want to be a part of, I think that's a good indicator that that's something we need to be pressing into, not running away from mm -hmm. and figuring out who do I need to talk to, to make this happen? Not how do I make this happen, but who do I need to talk to that could help me get to that place where I want to get to? And Brandon, we just had a really great conversation yesterday with a client who uh, we have become his who in his mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. because he has a great job, makes a great income, has a great family, all this stuff. But he said, at the end of the day, I'm scared to death right now because... I'm completely dependent on my company, my boss, all this other stuff. And when asked, if you weren't doing this, what would you do? He immediately starts spitting out this idea, this, this vision, this dream that he has. And, you know, we were able to start bringing some hope and some, some reality into what he was talking about and giving him, uh, really uh, giving him confidence really mm -hmm. in the fact that these things don't just have to be dreams that you hold on to and never accomplish, but these things can actually be realities one day that we can actually help you go create. Mm -hmm. Brock, what are your thoughts on that? Can you ask that question again at the very beginning? Yeah. So I was just leaning into what does that look like as far as, you know, helping other people find that, you know, what do you notice when you're interacting with people and how, I think a good way to discuss this is Nate said, if you chase money, it'll run faster. If you chase purpose, you know, you'll go faster. I was reminded of something you say often Brock about a lot of people think they have to earn money or have more money to go create more money. More money. And you kind of, so talk to us about what that looks like in helping other people find their purpose and like some actual steps of how that occurs, some practical things. Yeah. So I, I think the first thing is, and it's something I talk about often is we need to get off this race to 65. Um, a lot of people are conditioned to thinking that they have to have some large number in their bank when they turn 65 so they can retire. Mm -mm. Well, when we begin to shift our mindset from a place of, Oh, I have to be ready for age 65 to, 
hey, I'm going to live within the principles of wealth building, but also build the life that I want so that I'm not, so I don't have to retire from a life that I hate, but I get to live a life that I don't want to retire from because mm -hmm. I'm living life on purpose. I'm, I'm, when you get to a place of, you know, after age 65, I mean, you have so much life that you've lived, you should be giving that, you know, giving those back to each other. And, and I think we all know this, when we pour into others about, you know, the lessons that we've learned and, and the things that we've gone to, we're all, you know, even though we're emptying our cup, man, we feel great that we're emptying our cup into somebody else. And I think that when you begin to understand that we don't have to save and invest money to get to where we, you know, think that we need to be at 65. We don't need to know every single thing about every strategy of everything to get us there. We need to follow the principles. And something one of my mentors said this past weekend was, we all understand the principle of gravity. But how many of us have actually sat down and read the entire study that uh, whoever came up with the, the study of gravity have actually read every single piece of his notes and details of why it works and how it works and where it came from and all this stuff? Like none of us. None. You're probably crazy if you did. But we understand it. Uh -huh. We understand the general idea. So if we can begin to live within principles of our wealth building and let go of the race to 65, now we get to live life on purpose and we get to design a game worth playing so that when we show up, we're already winning in life. I love that design a game worth playing. So as I reflect back over the past five, six years and Brock and Nate, I want you guys to do the same. Every phone call you've been on, every Zoom you've been on, every in-person meeting you've been in, every time you're speaking or teaching or listening or learning. On those individual client meetings, member meetings, I think about the number of times when it got down to the root of what was going on. Okay, because if someone is willing to sit down with us and lay all their financial picture out, they're already in the most vulnerable state that they think they could be in with somebody that they've either met or been working with because that's personal. So it's all, it becomes a very personal interaction, which is a part of what we love is it's genuine because they're saying, I trust you to open up the life I've created to the best of my ability at this point. And here's here's the fascinating thing. Now, you know, most statistics are made up on the spot, so I'm not going to make up a statistic. But the number of people, when we get down to the root of it, that say they know they're not living their purpose, they're just collecting a paycheck to get to an ending point, to then be able to leave that thing they don't really want to be doing, but provide for them the best life they think they can have, is astonishing, astonishingly high. They, they would be doing something else if the money just appeared. So said another way, that person yesterday, if we would have said, hey, this amount of money is going to show up in your mailbox every day, you can leave what you're doing, what would you now be doing? It was something totally different. But I will tell you what it was. It was pouring into others and being in control of their freedom, which they said they would be giving over 100% to because it was part of their purpose as opposed to 10 to 15% of their best effort because they're just collecting a paycheck, basically. So I have this visual in my head. When you are living your purpose, you, 
you go to bed and you sleep hard and you sleep great and you're excited about the next day. Now, is it always, you know, sunshine and rainbows? No, life happens. Okay. But when you're not living your purpose, it's like rowing a boat and you're handling that. When you are living your purpose, it's like you've got, you're adding motors to the back of a jet boat and you can't wait to hop in it again to go see how you can help more people. So I think if you wake up every day and you don't know for sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'm going to ask this very genuine question. What kind of life is that to live when we're not guaranteed tomorrow? Like really? But how many people do you guys think live that every day and then why? So let's talk, let's touch on that. Nate, you want to jump in? Well, <clears throat> kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about chasing money, you know, what a lot of people's goals revolve around is status, money, fame, maybe retirement, things like that. Like that's what a lot of people's goals revolve around. And really what our goal should be is not necessarily success, but significance in the places that we've been put in. And looking around, even if even if you're in a W-2 job, like looking around in that job going, how can I be more significant in the place that I've been put in here? Mm -hmm. um, looking at your relationships, looking at your family, asking, how can I be more significant? And, you know, full transparency, like the things that I say sometimes are things that I'm saying to myself. Like these are things that I'm thinking about right now that I need to be doing in my life. I need to be asking, yep. how can I be more significant to my family? How can I be more significant to my friends? Um, those are really important because if you are constantly working on ways to look outward and get the world, then the chances of you having, you know, an unsatisfied feeling of, of achievement and, and purpose are going to be very, very slim. Brock, what do, you, what do you think? I think that most of what we would hear of why we're living life on purpose is a very, I don't think cowardice is the right word, but maybe lowly excuse as to why we're not. Mm. And many times it's because, oh, we don't, know what our finances are okay well let's sit down let's let's do the little disciplines that needs need to be taken and i mean shoot it doesn't take maybe but 20 minutes to actually sit down and just be like all right well here's all of our expenses coming in that are leaving our life here's the money that's coming into our life all right now how do we structure our cash flow in a way that we know that we're going to be getting this income and then setting up redundancies in place and um, safety valves for us to put in place if life does change and we need to make a different move. But when we can put our oxygen mask on first, we then get to breathe better, live life better, dream better. And when we get to do that, what typically ends up happening is that pours over into the lives of those that we get to live around. So here's a very practical thing to think through for anybody watching or listening. I'm going to ask a question, just a rhetorical question of how often do you as the listener or viewer 
get to sit down and think about where you are right now. Get to sit down and think about where you've come from, where you want to go, and what you would need to do to get there. Now, because we get to do this every day, I can tell you that probably, conservatively, seven out of every 10 people say, I don't have time to do that. And then I now have gotten better because of being around people that have lived longer than me and are willing to share their expertise. I'll say, you mind if I ask you a genuine question? Sure. Why do you not have time to do that? And then you let them go into that. These are all questions Nate and I have been asked. These are all questions we still get asked because you're going to never, ever stop growing, hopefully. So if they go, well, because my boss is a jerk or because I don't have enough hours in the week or because my kids don't sleep well or the gamut of reasons that we tell ourselves to justify our actions. okay? because we we think in a way that keeps the story that we think we have to live in going. And we normally say things to keep it going. So if you can, if you're really willing to be self-aware and ask yourself tough questions, then you can kind of start breaking down the processes or the habits you built because no habit is a habit. All right. Even if you don't know why you're doing it or what you're doing or if you're doing it, that is a habit. That is something that's become abundantly clear to me. So if you can kind of break those walls down and kind of get back down to what you want your foundation to be which I would call your purpose and start building on that purpose. Now, here's the, here's the thing that I think the world lies to us about because that race to 65 is it tells us that if we build this room on our foundation that we thought was our purpose and now we know that was so far away from our purpose, the world says you got to keep living in that room. What we know is that that's a lie. There's always the opportunity to reevaluate realign your purpose again, connect with new people who may be living your purpose. So Brock, I think you probably do this, Nate. We've talked about it, The Gap and the Gain, great book written by Dr. Benjamin Hardy uh, and uh, Dan Sullivan. Uh, While I got here early on Sunday, I sat down in a coffee shop and I went back through kind of those self-reflection questions, which one of them is, where are you now? Like literally, where's your mindset? What's your thought process? What are you excited about? Where do you want to be in 30 days? Where do you want to accomplish in 90 days? What do you want to accomplish in three years? And just five to 10 bullet points. If you can start being honest with yourself there and those things fit into your purpose, and I'll be very transparent and genuine, like Nate said, I'm doing okay living my purpose for ULC. I got to step up my game on having purpose when it comes to my family because I'm exhausted when I get done with the day because I poured out everything I have into these people that I may know I've only met for one time and I'm not bringing my best to my kids all the time. Okay. So you got to have people around you that can ask you those tough questions and you're willing to listen to them and go, you know what? Uh, I'll use Brock's dad, for example. He said something to me yesterday as we were talking and he just made a great point that, you know, I have three kids in my twenties, Brock in their twenties, Brock being one of them. I can tell you the things that you're saying that are important to you are figure out a way to prioritize that. And make it a part of your purpose because you will only have so many days with them and so many weekends and so many summers. Okay. So that was a great reminder for us. So that's some practical thought processes. Sit down and journal, take time to do so. If you don't have time to reflect like that, just being very blunt, then that's a great, that's probably a great indicator that it's it's time to do kind of some self-review and get around some people that are going to help you ask tough questions. 
And one of the things that we get to do in genuine relationships is people become vulnerable enough to allow us to ask them tough questions because they have realized they're tired of not getting where they want to go. So what are a few things that you guys have seen recently where people realize that's where I want to go. I now understand how to get there and the way I thought I was going to get there. There's a much better way to do it. You want to tell, you know, something in your own life or something you've seen recently that relates to that? Well, the, you know, one of our, one of my five, one of my favorite client stories is uh, of a guy who was a, a retail manager in a large department store brand uh, across the country. I, I'll just say it. He was a re, he was a store manager at Hobby Lobby, um, and he said, you know, Hobby Lobby is a great place to work. Um, not putting them down or anything like that, but I just feel like I was created for more. Like I, and so he asked me about some ideas on things that he could do to maybe create some income on the side. And I gave him some ideas and connected him with some people. And within about six months or so of doing that, he had completely left Hobby Lobby. He was working a hundred percent on his own, making more money than he had ever made, spending more time with his family than he'd ever done before. And, um, you know, now he gets to, I mean, you can have that conversation with him. Like now the ability to not only create his day, but also prioritize his family over everything else is just, just completely different from everything he had done up until that point. And, you know, he's our age. So for most of his working life, you know, he was subject to someone else's terms. He was subject to someone else's schedule and things like that. And being able to help him accomplish those things, um, not only creating his own income on the side and being able to separate himself from that W-2 income, um, but also starting to operate differently with his money through the mindset change that he had had, um, implementing the infinite banking concept along the way, like all of those things have just made a complete radical shift in his life um, to where he's not in a W-2 job anymore. He's not a hardcore Dave Ramsey follower anymore. Um, and that's just one fun example that, that I think about when it comes to someone like really discovering their purpose. Hey, Brock, before you dive in, I want to bring up a point to that uh, member of, of our practice because he's somebody that Nate and I've interacted with a ton. I want to emphasize that you can, we are not saying you can't find your purpose in your W-2 job. You may know what your purpose. I was, I'm thinking about a member meeting we had the other day where the wife said she has a W-2 job and she said, I am living my purpose. I know I'm supposed to be helping people in this way. Fantastic. That is awesome. Okay. In regard to who Nate's referring to, he came to a crossroads or a fork in the road where he said, I'm going to either continue to choose the comfort I know, which is just knowing what he was doing, or I'm going to choose a different path to where I can be in control of my schedule. Now, he probably would tell you he worked more hours. Okay. I, I think he would tell you that. And Nate, you and I can relate to that when we started ULC. 
But when he was working his purpose, which allowed him to be with his family, that was the main thing for him, and to be scheduling his time the way he wanted to, the hours didn't matter as much because they were when he wanted them instead of when someone told him they had to be, which is two very different mindsets. But what we often find is although we can connect you to who and we can give you great insight and we can ask good questions, it still comes down to that man or woman in the mirror. And they got to decide, do I believe that this path is really the path I'm supposed to go on? Or am I going to continue on this path and the results it's giving me for the, I don't want to, I don't want to say the illusion of control, but that's kind of what I want to say. Because the reality is, is if someone is responsible for our paycheck, then someone else is in control. It's really, you know, that simple, but it doesn't mean you can't be living in your purpose for that. So the purpose piece really helps you know if where you are is where you're supposed to be or if where you are is not where you're supposed to be. Brock, what are your thoughts on that? I would first second you in saying that it is totally okay to have a W-2 job. Yep. Many people find their purpose in a W-2 job. There's nothing wrong with a W-2 job. Yep. Um, it can be awesome for a lot of people, and not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Yep. When you begin to understand the life that you want to live and the purpose of which you you want to and get to live, your perspective on just about everything changes. And so for me, like I have um, one of my favorite clients, members of my practice um, that we've now become friends and we're, we're great, um, great friends. Now we talk almost every day, which is, which is funny. But when we first met, it was, you know, he found me online and, and we were kind of chit chatting and, and we, and we put some stuff in place, but it wasn't a lot. Well, fast forward three years later, now he's inviting me to his house, showing me his house. He's in the middle of building. We're walking through things that um, we're trying to create for him. And one of the coolest things ever is this guy has a lot of money. And I mean a lot of money. But the life that he has decided that he wants to live, now he gets a perspective on how and when he invests in things. And so when he does get that itch to say, oh, you know, here's this really cool thing. I don't know much about it, but I might want to go do it. He then can bring it to me and his other advisors to say, hey, what do you think about this? What is this? What should we think about getting into this? And and then we get to kind of be a soundboard to say, well, does this take you closer to or further away from the life that you're wanting to live? Does this help you with your purpose? Is this going to take you away? And like one of the recent ones, we said, hey, I think this is going to take you away from where we're going. I think we've got some time to step into that later, but let's focus on where we want to be at right now. And we were able to make a much easier decision on an investment than whether it was to, oh, well, maybe we'll just throw some money out and see what happens. No, we, we were able to make a decision beforehand based on the life that he wants to live through his purpose. I think the point you just brought up there, I know I can speak from my own experiences having this conversation with your dad yesterday. 
when I first got into the entrepreneur mindset and world, I went from being somebody dependent on a W-2 income and thinking that's what I'd do till I was 60, 65, even 70. So when I realized that entrepreneurship created this potential freedom, I, I became addicted to it in a way that I have now seen wasn't the greatest way because I didn't have counsel. And I wish I would have had counsel like, you know, Brock or Nate or Brock's dad to where I could go, okay, Nate and I started ULC. We really believe in this. This is definitely a part of our purpose. It's definitely a way to pour into people. What are your thoughts on these other things that I went and did? So me and my brother went and bought all kinds of real estate and we got addicted to buying. Okay. This is things I can see now. I couldn't see then. Okay. And it was like a high and we got addicted to starting other businesses. And I'll tell you where I am right now, just full transparency. And the good thing is I have quality relationships with all these people that we started businesses with. So none of it is getting ugly or hairy. We're able to have genuine conversations about it, but we're unwinding a lot of that that created crap I don't want to be doing. And every time I have to go do it, I am very clear this is not my purpose. And it almost frustrates me and I want to punch myself in the face for not knowing that I needed mentorship and guidance when I did it six years ago. So to your point, Brock, moving fast is not near as valuable as moving in the purpose you know you're supposed to be moving towards. So um, I think about wealth and I always ask people, what is the definition of wealth to you? Because when people know we operate in money, they immediately come up with these assumptions that justify the story and what they've done if it makes them uncomfortable. But when I tell them for me, wealth is just an acronym, wisdom, empathy, accountability, love, W-E-A-L-T-H, time and health. I want to be sure I got that right. Okay. So to me, you hear nothing about money in there, but I know that money will allow me to pour more into what wealth should and does mean to me. And that gives me a good uh, barometer, if you will, or gauge when, like Nate said earlier, I start chasing money, which funny enough, every time that I've chased money, I've been hit upside the head with a two by four going, you idiot, why are you chasing money? But every time I've chased purpose, I've never regretted it. And it's normally always been in pouring into other people beyond my own nose and selfishness. So you guys want to share any vulnerable uh, stories like that since I've just laid myself out there and uh, basically showed how, how I've failed miserably many times, but it's a part of the process. There's so many. I appreciate times it. It's just me. For me, like <laughs> I just, I can't even, I can't even pick one. Like I'm a miserable failure. Uh, yeah. Like I feel, I feel that a lot. Um, and I could, yeah, just pick a moment. Um, but I definitely get that. Yeah. Though there's been so many times along in our journey where I made stupid decisions, and if I would have just taken a step back and said, "Hey, is this?" this part of my purpose we was just chasing something it was fomo you know is really what it boiled down to and um but those difficult experiences just like you've gone through have now given us clarity on how we want to move forward and what we want that to look like 
and the failures and struggles and things like that are very profound because nobody wants to go through pain. Like we're all designed for comfort. So, but when you look at life and how we grow, we grow through pain we grow through struggles. And, um, I've said this on Twitter before, you know, if it wasn't for failures and defeats, the victories wouldn't be so sweet. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know what it really feels like to win if we hadn't experienced some loss along the way. Mm-hmm. That's good. Brock, tidy us up here. What does, how does failure play a role in, uh, in growth and purpose for you or how has it? It only plays a role if I learn the lesson from it. Mm. If we can't extract the lesson from the failure that we have, we'll just continue to make it and we won't be able to move forward in life. And And oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll leave it at that. Okay. I think that's a great uh, bow to tie this thing up with is the reality is, is that we believe everyone has a purpose. We believe that your purpose can evolve and change and become something different along the way. And I would even make the argument or point that if your purpose is not growing, changing, evolving, potentially having more impact, that that's a good indicator that you may not be living your purpose or seeking it. And I think a key thing that I've taken out of this from all of our stories and our client stories and member stories is that Developing trusting relationships where you can have people ask you questions and help you think about how you're thinking and things you're considering doing is such a strength and a benefit as long as we're willing to seek those things out. Because you got to ask, you know what I mean? You can't assume that I can't assume Brock or Nate are going to go, hey, are you staying in your purpose unless I bring it up? unless they see me doing something blatantly. So there's got to be some vulnerability there with somebody. And I'm going to tell you this, doing life on my own, trying to make decisions on my own has not worked. So when you have people that have your best interests at heart that are looking from the outside in, they can see things that you can't see. And that's a good thing. So go find those relationships and develop those relationships and look for them so that anyone listening or watching can find their purpose and evolve into their purpose, whatever that might be. So uh, a great you know, practical reminder is that if you are evaluating, am I in my purpose, but you don't feel fulfilled, then that's probably the best indicator that it's time to start doing some evaluating. So uh, we hope you've gained some value from today, listening or watching. Remember, you can always email us at cashflowlegends with a Z at gmail.com. Uh, comment, let us know if we said something that you're curious about. If you're interested in learning what we do, we're always willing to sit down and visit with you. Uh, An important reminder, everything we do is really built on education and you being willing to sit down and just visit with us and just have a conversation. Uh, We say this often, we're not selling you anything other than the opportunity to learn new things, give you new information. You get to decide what to do with it which is a very freeing thing that we get to do every day. So we appreciate your time and your attention. And uh, until we see you on the next one, uh, remember that you can keep more of what you earn so you can earn more of what you keep. Have a great one.